So good morning listeners and welcome to Come and See Inspirations, being produced here in our Come and See studio here in Ada. And this is the 15th of March, it's the third Sunday in Lent, approaching halfway in Lent. And helping me to produce the programme again this morning, my good colleague and friend, Shane Ambrose. Good morning to you, Shane. Good morning, John. And how are we keeping? We're not too bad now. Not too bad. Thanks, God. Mm-hmm. And we also thank our listeners and want to welcome our listeners who, who are joining us this morning, Those, especially those people who keep us in prayer each week. I've had a few people and uh, recently, and they did tell me that they keep us in prayer. Thank you for that, myself and Shane. need that. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us. And especially those people who are lonely and struggling these days, especially these days now with, with the sort of news that's coming around the world, um, we, are, we, are, we, we are hoping that we're supporting you in some way in that, um, maybe the Sunday Gospel, maybe the music, maybe what, maybe our guests, maybe these days the Stations of the Cross, the reflection we're having by various guests. Hopefully there's something that's going to help and support you this particular week. Remind people, uh, our listeners, that our program is broadcast on a, comp- on a program called Sacred Space, which is broadcast uh, at West Limit 102 FM at 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. each Sunday, and is available for playback and download on a variety on a variety of platforms, including commentsinspirations.buzzpad.com. All you got to do there is just Google, as I said, commentsinspirations, and you get us there. We're also in, uh, we're also um, Available to be heard on Spotify and iTunes. Somebody actually mentioned we there during the week that they actually noticed for the first time that we're on we're on Spotify. Yeah, and wherever, wherever else we can get on to, we will. But in the meantime, thank you indeed. Thank you indeed for joining us, and thank you again for your prayer. If you want to contact us, and we always like people contacting us, um, our text number here: zero eight seven six zero eight eight six six seven. That's zero eight seven six zero eight eight six six seven. Or email, and that's on sacredspace102 at gmail.com. Now, we know, as people know, at this stage, we, we record this program during the week, so we're not going out live on Sundays. But I am available by text, so we can answer you by text or answer you by email, and that's in 87 Now, as our regular listeners would know, Shane leads us through some saints for the week, and we got some special ones this week. Shane, you might share, please? Sure, John. Um, so obviously, of course, as as to all our listeners in particular, given the current situation with the the COVID nineteen, um, I just something that struck me during the week, John, is that it probably would be no harm uh, for those that are that are at home and you know, particularly our listeners who you know who are who are who are at home, you know, it can be probably a little frightening at the t- at the moment, particularly if you've got poor health or you're immunocompromised. So what we would say to people is, you know, particularly if you're at home, if you want to participate, I suppose, in the prayers that have been offered uh, in terms of combating the issue, the disease and the treatment and all that's going with it. And of course, praying for those that have died uh, from 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 the from the, the COVID, the COVID-19. So also as part of that, uh we were also going to suggest that people would invoke the 14 holy helpers. So maybe on next week's program, I, on the saints, the saints slot, I will just go through those. But anyway, as John said, celestial guides for this week. So we're in the third, third week of Lent. So for those praying the Psalter, we're on week three. Uh, so a couple of big ones this week, of course, given the week that's in it. So the 16th of March is the feast day of St. Finian uh, Lofar, I think is how it's pronounced. He's one of the early Irish saints um, associated very much with 
sorry, I've just lost my page, so just bear with me one second. Associated very much with the monastery at Inish Fallon. Uh, also a monk at Clonmore and was also abbot of the Swords Abbey near Dublin. And he was called Lofer, that's L-O-P-B-H-A-R, the leper, because he briefly contracted leprosy when he miraculously cured a young boy of the disease. And he's supposed to have died around 560 A.D. Obviously, 17th of March is the feast day. It's a solemnity even in Ireland. It is the solemnity of St. Patrick, Bishop, Principal Patron of Ireland, of course, and celebrates and marks the man who is celebrated as the apostle to the Irish. Very much, of course, a day associated with celebrating Irish culture around the world, where the whole world goes green, although I, think, I don't think anyone would be too worried about it this year, of course. Now, just to say to people that as we record the programme, as it stands at the moment, and this may change uh, during the days that between when the programme is recorded and when it goes out, as of this evening, St. Patrick's, the masses are still going ahead as per the Bishop's Conference. And Tuesday, for those that are following it, is it's a solemnity. And in Ireland, it's a holy day of obligation. Um, so just, just to say that, you know, the, just because the parade is cancelled, uh, you know, mass is still actually going ahead. Um, so <clears throat> that's St. Patrick on the 17th of, of March. Then on the 18th, 18th of March, we have the feast day of St. Cyril of Jerusalem. A man who very much excelled as a catechist and administrator of the diocese of, Jeru of the city of Jerusalem uh, is associated very much as um, he's a doctor of the church and very much associated <clears throat> with the fight against Arianism, which was one of the heresies in the early church, which basically denied the divinity of Christ. Uh, then on, 19th, on the 19th of March, of course, we have another solemnity. <clears throat> it's the feast day of St. Joseph, husband of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And of course, it is also the anniversary of the inauguration of Pope Francis as the Bishop of Rome in 2013. Seven years, where does it go, John? That was very quick time that flew by. Now, um, on Friday the 20th, we have the feast day of St. John Nepomucine. Uh, he's a saint associated with Prague and the city of Prague and the, in the Czech Republic, known as a great preacher who converted thousands, uh, vicar general of the city of Prague, counselor and advocate in the king's court. Um, he turned down being made a bishop, was counselor and confessor to the queen, defended and he's very much renowned for defending the seal of the confessional for which he was executed by the king because he wouldn't tell the king what the queen confessed. So um, he's very much associated with Bohemia and he was killed, he was, sorry, he was burned, then tied to a, week, a wheel and thrown off a bridge in, on the 20th of March, 1393. Then on the Saturday, the 21st of March, we have the feast day of Blessed Mark Ganges, is one of the ones that I picked off the calendar this year. He is a Italian saint, sorry, a B Albanian blessed, I beg your pardon. He studied in Italy, was ordained in 1942. Uh, he was imprisoned and tortured under the, in the anti-Christian persecutions of the Albanian communist government. His torturers repeatedly ordered him to curse, curse Christ, and he repeatedly answered, Long live Jesus Christ. He's a martyr for the faith, and he was tortured to death in 1947 in Albania. So that's who we have, John, in terms of this week's uh, Celestial Guides. Thanks for that, Shane. 
Actually, Shane, you just reminded me there when you spoke, especially to our listeners these days who, who may be confined to their home, and especially because of this this virus that's going around, and general sickness and so on and so forth. If at all possible, if you are online at all, or even if some of our some of your relations can can maybe help you out. Um, myself and Andrew, we quite often, if we're sick and we can't get out for whatever reason, we can go online to churchservices.tv. TV. Just just Google churchservices.tv. You can get mass actually from from six thirty in the morning right the way through till eight o'clock in the evening. Before that, actually, actually, um, there's uh, there's one hour of adoration actually starts at five thirty, but goes right the way through and it includes uh, Compline and night prayer from Glenstall Abbey and so on and so forth. A good a, a good act to try and help those of us who maybe can't get out these days and are afraid to get out, but l- would love to be able to 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 access mass. Churchservices.tv is one option. Okay, just a few notices just to bring to people's attention, to some of our listeners' attention. Just to mention again, at the parish of Mungret, Gricora and Raheen continue to hold the one hour of adoration on Fridays during March. Continues on next Friday. Um, it's on from 8pm to 9pm and includes learning a new adoration song, receives new insights and practical resources on Eucharistic adoration. Uh, spend time in adoration itself, and afterwards you can have a chat and share a cup of tea afterwards in the Millennium Centre. So that's uh, a notice from the parish of Mungret, Krakori and Raheen, and that's been held in the Raheen church there in in Limerick. Um, a notice just remind people again, I know I mentioned it last week, a journey towards Easter. There is um, a retreat being held over three evenings to prepare for Easter, on the 29th, 30th and 31st of March. The presenters are actually our good friends Martina Lahan Sheehan and Patrick Sheehan. It's been held in St Mary's of the Rosie Parish Church in Nina. That's 7.30pm to 8.45. Maybe there's some people who fancy a trip out there, uh, maybe three quarters of an hour or whatever it is from Limerick, to St Mary's of the Rosie Parish, uh, Parish in Church Road in Nina. Um, reflective thoughts, meditation and music calm the mind, open the heart heal the wounds that's the 29th of March, 30th of March and 31st of March, 7.30 to 8.45 notice here um, about encouraging enriching your marriage a marriage enrichment weekend is for married couples of all ages the next weekend takes place at the International Hotel in Cork on the 3rd to the 5th of April 2020, Friday 7.30pm to Sunday 4pm. All these notices, of course, we're mentioning, comes a little bit of a caveat that with the, with the current virus, um, they just might be cancelled. We don't know. But as of now, as of the, the evening that we are recording here, they're actually taking place. Um, just one more here that I just want to mention, our good friends in Glenstore. Sundays of Lent continues again today, this afternoon at 4.30pm, where a good friend, uh, Father Luke McNamara, shares some teachings and some reflection on come and see a man who has told me everything. Come and see a man who's told me everything. And of course, that's all about this week's Sunday Gospel. Father Luke McNamara, 4.30pm in the Monastery Library in Glenstall. Donation is €10, cup of tea afterwards. And then if you so wish, you can join the community for Vespers at 6pm in the in the church there in Glenstore. And next week, the 22nd of March, um, the talk is given by uh, Father Mark Patrick Hederman, good friend of the programme again, 
and Father Mark will be sharing and the light of the world comes to the blind. So there's a few little notices that I've got to share with people this particular week. Um, in regard to a prayer that we always pray before our first bit of music this morning, we're wondering what, what really to come up with and what might be apt this particular week, bearing in mind it's the St. Patrick's weekend. Patrick's, uh, Shane just shared with us, St. Patrick's feast day is next week. Um, and there's a beautiful prayer that St. Patrick actually left us. Um, it's from his, his breastplate. And we thought to try and give some people encouragement, especially these ways that were a little bit concerned about what's happening with viruses and so on and so forth. This might be a good prayer that maybe we can all, in our minds, just follow and take into our hearts. It's entitled, The Deer's Cry. I rise today through the strength of heaven, light of sun, radiance of moon, splendour of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of wind, Depth of the sea, stability of earth, firmness of rock. I rise today through God's strength to pilot me, God's eye to look before me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me. From all who shall wish me ill, afar and near, alone in a multitude, against every cruel, merciless, power that may oppose my body and soul. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ to shield me. Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me. Christ in the mind of everyone who speaks of me. I rise today. So now just to finish off part two, we'll uh, finish part one of the program. We'll listen to Angelina, who actually sings that beautiful, that beautiful prayer for us. Join us again in part two, where this week we continue our reflections, our, our sharings of reflections on the Stations of the Cross and for the Stations number seven, eight and nine. We invite, we have our, our own Michael Keaton has joined us actually early on during the week. He, he, he recorded his reflections with me. That's the 7th, 8th and ninth programme. Please join Michael for that. And then join us again in part three where we'll read and reflect on the Sunday Gospel. But in the meantime, Angelina and the Deer's Cry. way to lie before 
So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. Today we continue with our reflections on the Stations of the Cross. Two weeks ago, Rose O'Connor from the Pastoral Centre in Limerick shared reflections with us on the first, second and third stations. Last week, Geraldine Creighton, Jed Hanley and Barbara Hanley from the Emmanuel Community in Limerick shared with us their reflections on the fourth, fifth and sixth station. Today, with us to share his reflections on the 7th, 8th and ninth station, we're joined by Michael Keaton. You're very welcome, Michael. Thank you, John. Good morning, everybody. So before Michael starts to share with us this morning, we're going to play some tasty music. And again, that's to help us to prepare to join Jesus as he continues to carry his cross. So we'll just play a little bit of tasty music entitled Stay Here.
So the seventh station, Jesus falls the second time. We adore thee, O Christ, and we praise thee, because by the Holy Cross thou hast redeemed the world. And just to meditate on this station, John, I'd like to read a small bit from Isaiah 53. Um, that ours was the suffering he was bearing, ours the sorrows he was carrying, while we thought of him as someone being punished and stuck with affliction by God, whereas he was being wounded for our rebellions, crushed for our guilt. The punishment reconciling us fell on him, and we have been healed by his bruises. And in this station, I'd just like to think for a minute about our own sins and the effect of those sins. Because I say, says Dad, he was being crushed for our guilt. So I suppose during Lent, it's good to avail of the sacrament of reconciliation, to have a good examination of conscience, and to think about the effect of our sins, because sin has a ripple effect. It's the very same as the stone into the water. If we do a good act, it has a ripple effect. If we commit sin, it has a ripple effect. So maybe at this station we just think for a moment and do our best not to sin again and to avail of the sacrament of reconciliation and the mercy of Jesus in the sacrament. I love you, Jesus, my love. I love you above all things. I repent with my whole heart for having offended you. Never permit me to separate myself from you again. Grant that I may love you always, then do with me what you will. So now the piece of music we're going to play after this station is Jesus Thank You by Sovereign Grace. The mystery of the cross I cannot comprehend The agonies of Calvary Perfect Holy One crushed your son, drank the bitter cup reserved for me. Your blood has washed away my sin, Jesus, thank you. The Father's wrath completely satisfied, Jesus, thank you. Once your enemy. Now seated at your table, Jesus, thank you. By your perfect sacrifice, I've been brought in. Jesus, thank you. Yes. 
So the, so the eighth station, Jesus, Jesus meets the woman of Jerusalem. We adore the Christ and we praise thee, because by the Holy Christ thou hast redeemed the world. Large numbers of people followed him, and women too, who mourned and lamented for him. But Jesus turned to them and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep rather for yourselves and for your children. For look, the days are surely coming when people will say, Blessed are those who are abandoned, the wombs that have never borne children, the breasts that have never suckled. They will say to the mountains, Fall on us, to the hills, cover us. For if this is what is done to green wood, what will be done to wood that is dry? So in this station, we think of the women of Jerusalem, and most of those were mothers. So we think of mothers at this station, especially mothers who are worried about their children. Maybe they've turned away from the faith, lost touch with God, and the mother is praying for them. And I suppose the greatest example we have in history must be Saint Monica, who prayed for many years for her son Augustine. Augustine did everything that you would not want a son to do, but Monica never gave up, and Augustine was converted and was one of the greatest saints we have in the church. So we think of all those mothers at this station and we pray for them and pray for their children. I love you, Jesus, my love above all things. I repent with my whole heart for having offended you. Never permit me to separate myself from you again. Grant that I may love you always. Then do with me what you will. Now to help us again to meditate on what Michael's just shared with us, we'll play a piece of music from Melinda Dimitriscu entitled Jesus, He Died for Me.
The Ninth Station Jesus Falls the Third Time We adore thee, O Christ, and we praise thee, because by thy holy cross thou hast redeemed the world. And again we look at Isaiah 53. We had all gone astray like sheep, each taking his own way. And God brought acts of rebellion of all of us to bear on him. Ill-treated and afflicted, he never opened his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughterhouse, like a sheep dumb before its shearers, he never opened his mouth. And at this station, we meditate on the third fall of Jesus, that crushing blow, but we think of Jesus' perseverance that he got up again to carry his cross all the way to Calvary. And this reminds us of people who are suffering, especially people with maybe a lifelong illness, and suffering is part of their everyday. And maybe people who are terminally ill, we think of them at this station. And um, and I suppose today we also think of people who are suffering from the coronavirus and people who are worried about that. We include each one of them at this station and pray for healing for every one of them. I love you, Jesus, my love. I love you above all things. I repent with all my heart for having offended you. Never permit me to separate myself from you again. Granted, I may love you always. Then do with me what you will. And just before we play our third piece of music, just thanks again to for Michael for taking time to share his thoughts and his reflections on the seventh, eighth and ninth station. And now we'll play our third piece of music for this station, to finish up this station. And this one is entitled The Power of the Cross. This is sung by Stuart Townsend. Written on your face Bearing me 
So welcome back again to the third part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley, still joined by Shane Ambrose on the other end of the sky plan. And again, we do wish, we, we do hope that you um, you got something from Michael Michael's uh, Michael Keaton sharing of, uh, of his reflections on the 7th, 8th and 9th station as we ourselves journey with Jesus on the way to Calvary. Part of the programme is where we come to now is where we read and reflect in the Word of God and Shane shares a prayer for us before we read and reflect. Thanks, Shane. Lord, we thank you for putting us in the presence of your Word which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this Word reverently, attentively and humbly. We may not despise this Word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your Word. Send your spirit to us so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed nor our minds wander, but may we give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this, Father, in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Shane. So the Gospel for the third Sunday in Lent. It's a long one, but but I'm, I'm taking the version that's actually in the newsletter um, that we have here from the Newcastle West area, and it's it's John chapter four verse five to fifteen, and then it continues on from nineteen to twenty six, and finishes off from thirty nine to forty two. Jesus came to the Samaritan town called Sychar, near the land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well is there, and Jesus, tired by the journey sat straight down by the well. It is about the sixth hour when a Samaritan woman come to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, What? You are a Jew 
and you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink? Jews, in fact, do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus replied, If you only knew what God is offering, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have been the one to ask, and he would have given you living water. You have no bucket, sir, she answered, and the well is deep. How would you get this living water? Are you a greater man than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself with his sons and his cattle? Jesus replied, Whoever drinks this water will get thirsty again, but anyone who drinks the water that I shall give will never be thirsty again. The water that I shall give will turn into a spring inside him, welling up to eternal life. Sir, said the woman, give me some of that water, so that I may never get thirsty and never have to come here again to draw water. I see you are a prophet, sir, said the woman. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain while you say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. And Jesus said, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation comes from the Jews. The hour will come. In fact, it's already here. When True worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. That is the kind of worshipper the Father wants. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah, that is, Christ is coming, and when he comes, he will tell us everything. I who am speaking to you, said Jesus, I am he. Many Samaritans of that town had believed in him and the strength of the woman's testimony when she said, And he told me all I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came up to him, they begged him to stay with them. He stayed for two days, and when he spoke to them, many more came to believe. And they said to the woman, Now we no longer believe of what you have told us. We have heard ourselves, and we know that he really is the Saviour of the world. That's the Gospel for this week, the third Sunday of Lent, one we all know, Shane, but no doubt there's something we've got to remind ourselves of again. Yeah, <clears throat> this, the woman at the well, or the Samaritan woman, as this a particular account in John's Gospel is known. Um, now, we read the short version this morning because we have time constraints in terms of the programme, but if you actually look at the Gospel that's in this Sunday's leaflets, it's actually 35 verses of Scripture taken from John's Gospel. And this encounter with Jesus and this unnamed woman at the well is only in John's Gospel. And it follows on from Jesus' encounter with Nicodemus in the night. And it's interesting because we have a couple of these encounters in John's Gospel with Jesus and unnamed women, if you think about it. You have the Samaritan woman here. You have the woman caught in adultery is the other, is the other example that's often given. And I suppose the question is, it's, it's how, how do you approach it? And where, where do you even start with reflecting on this Sunday's Gospel? Because there's, there's a lot in it. Um, we're reading from the Gospel of John, and we're going to be hearing from John over the next three Sundays. That's traditional in Lent. And the thing you have to remember when you are encountering John's Gospel is that it's written with a very different focus to the other synoptics. 
to Matthew, Mark Mark and Luke. And when you're reading and reflecting on John, you need to give it a lot more time and it takes a lot more effort. And what you're looking at is you're looking at a gospel which is reflecting on the mysteries, as it was called, which is trying to understand and unravel who and what Jesus was. And this particular Sunday's gospel, there's a number of things that, fu- that, that are going through it. And this particular account, St. Augustine described it as being full of mysteries and pregnant with sacraments. Because you could spend hours um, just going through it line by line and trying to pick out teams. There's the, the whole idea of the Samaritan woman as a disciple. Uh, so we could focus on that and say, how are we disciples during to, to reaching out and sharing the good news with the world? Like she had this encounter with Jesus and she ran off and left her, her, her water gallon after her to spread the good news. There's a nuptial team going through it, which links. There's a lot of correlation with the Old Testament. There's things like the meeting at the well, which was often an indication of a man meeting a woman at a well. Unheard of. The well was where women went. They went at morning and uh, in the evening. It was it was women's work, but it was also women's sacred place, in terms of that they could gather today together there as a community. So for a man to be there was unheard of. For to be a Jewish man beside a Samaritan woman was doubly unheard of. And for then for him to actually talk to her, well, my God, the world was about to end. Uh, you know, so that's kind of the context of this. You know, um, we have, you know, Jesus traveling to Jerusalem. The disciples have gone off to get food and they've been walking for a long time. The guy is parched. So for me, it's a very human gospel as well this Sunday because Jesus is dealing, you know, we see Jesus as human. He's tired. He's looking for water. He's asking for assistance. But at the same time, he's reaching out to her. And if you like metaphorically enfolding her in an embrace because she is an outcast in her village to a certain extent. Um, reading between the lines, we're not sure what the issue could be, but it, you know, it's around her husband's, obviously. Um, so it, the whole gospel can revolve around social exclusion. So we'd be asking ourselves, who is it that we exclude in our society today? You know, taking the context at the moment with the COVID-19, are we kind of ganging up on people that are sick and excluding them? Or there was comments made during the week about the elderly and, you know, sure, well, you know, that's fine if they go and they go because they get sick. And things like this, which challenge us as a community and as a society, because it's when the going gets tough that it really challenges the bonds that holds us together as a community. The other thing I suppose that you could think about, that like there's so much in this week's gospel, John. <clears throat> Jesus is thirsting and he says, give me a drink. And the only other time where we have that reference in the gospel is at Calvary, when Jesus is hanging on the cross and he says, I thirst. So, you know, on both occasions, he's you know on the margins. In this case, he's a Samaritan town. In Calvary, he's a criminal being crucified outside the city walls. And it's, I thirst. And Mother Teresa used to reflect a lot with this. And as far as I understand, in the in the chapels of the convents of the missionaries of charity, it's actually written up on the wall of the chapel, I thirst. And Mother Teresa used to say to her sisters that the role of the missionaries of charity was to, to try to end the thirst of Jesus for the, because for, for the love that he wanted to share with us and also in terms of the needs of the poor that we are supposed to reach out to, which of course links nicely back to our requirements this Lent for prayer, almsgiving and fasting. Um, 
I suppose the other thing you could, you know, the other thing you could talk about is when you're looking at this Sunday's gospel, is to slowly work your way through it. You know, if you only knew what God is offering and who it is that is saying it to you, give me a drink. You would have been the one to ask, and He would have given you living water. And I suppose. For us this Sunday, I suppose that line could jump out and say, "Well, I'm so familiar with this story that I can miss what the lines, the lines of the of the gospel say." And so we have to ask ourselves: Do we know what it is that God is offering us? Are do we know? Are we aware of the living water that's in our lives, in terms of the Spirit that has been poured onto us at baptism? Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, you have no book at her, she said. She looks at it very practical. I liked her. She was sassy. She was, she was practical. She, you know, she talked back to him when she got over the shock of the fact mm. that he talked to her. And I was there, well, good on you, girl, you know. Yep. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no, no, nothing like that. But it's just, you know, Jesus says again, whoever drinks this water, who, uh, um, says whoever drinks this water as in the water from the well will get thirsty again but anyone who drinks the water that i shall give shall never be thirsty again and i suppose for us that line is thrown out so many times and so often we kind of forget about what it does it actually mean and the promise that jesus is holding out to us there that those of us who are his followers rather than his admirers as in those that really enter into what it is that he's asking us he will give us everything that we need and everything that we want john have you any few thoughts on it thanks Lashen. yeah um actually following through from from your own idea there that you 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 brought to our attention there in in, in regard to jesus just meeting people where they are in, in unusual circumstances it may be a typical jesus you know meeting this meeting this woman in the well which wasn't the kind of done thing in those particular days but the thought came to me that, that jesus meets people where they are jesus meets us where we are warts and all and he's saying to us today, this is the way I see it anyway, we read of Jesus waiting alone by the well. I think he was waiting for the woman to arrive. He knew the woman was going to arrive and, and to collect water. He's also waiting for us to come along and talk to him. He wants to listen to us with our problems. He wants to renew us, heal us in our hurts. And we can also meet him in the sacrament of reconciliation. That's the point that I've come to this morning. He's waiting for us. He wants to heal us. He wants to be close friends to us. And that's why he suffered for us. As Michael Michael Keaton shared with us this morning in, in, in the second part of our program, you know, he journeyed that journey to the cross for us because he loves us. And as Michael shared this morning, and I'd, I'd, I'd echo that, it's an ideal time for us to, to, to as best we can, go back and meet Jesus. Just, I mean, what well, Jesus is waiting for us. Uh, and this year on the program, we are, as I said, mentioning um, our stations to the cross and our reflections on the cross as we journey with Jesus, as uh, as he he journeyed for us to save us from, from to to, re, to 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 allow us to be free of our sins, and that's what he done for us. And the woman spoke today. Uh, spoke to her in, in this week's gospel of the issues in her life that didn't stop Jesus from really reaching out to her. She had some issues. We also have issues, and Jesus isn't fussy about who he, who comes to speak to him. All he wants to do is, is is have us come back and join him. No matter where we are with our life, Jesus will reach out to us. So maybe my my hope would be and join Michael in this too to give Jesus a chance this Lent. He's waiting for us. 
we've got the next few weeks now left in Lent, maybe, to, to as we reflect and journey with Jesus, especially on the way to Calvary, maybe we, we can just stop a little bit and, and, and say, Jesus, I want to take this time now with the Send Your Spirit to help me to meet you again in the Sacrament of Reconciliation because I think a lot of us used to think we're confessing to a priest. We're confessing to Jesus in the form of the, the priest is in the form of Jesus there, but we're confessing to to Jesus, to tell Jesus that we're sorry for our sins. So there's an awful lot of hope for us there. That woman at the well this morning, she didn't think that she was going to get healed the way she did, but I'm sure she went back and she was happy as Larry and she went back and told all the boys and girls back at her village what Jesus had done for her because she said, he knows everything about me. Jesus knows everything about us. So let's maybe take these these next few weeks of Lent to go back in that little space of us, in our own little time with Jesus, maybe just for those few minutes every day to say, listen, in the best way we can, Jesus, thanks a lot for for dying for me and I'm sorry for my sins and let's start again and let's go from there. Right, yeah. Mm. Um, just in terms of a, a reflection on this week, of course, because... One thing I would say as well, the, the story of the Samaritan woman is very much about reaching out to those who feel themselves on the margins. And I came across a poem by Anne Alcock, uh, which was published in Cork in 2002, Women in Search of Holiness, and it's called Desert Pathways. I am a pilgrim, alone yet not alone, journeying, always journeying along pathways at a slow pace, the pace of a sedated snail. My journey of lifing has many resting places, many crossroads, many pathways, many watering places. I pause now at this particular well in the center of Sychar, or is it right here? To sit, to sit in silence, to sit in stillness, to allow my parched soul to drink freely of that living water, to quench the yearnings within, to water the arid desert within to refresh my inner spirit. I am a pilgrim, alone yet not alone, at this well, at this crossroads, at this time of my life. I feel his touch, I feel his presence, I hear his gentle, reassuring voice. Jesus wakes me at dawn with his words on my lips. Do not be afraid, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. I sit at the well throughout each day being held by Jesus. We walk together. We are silent together. We are still together. A sacred space, holy ground. I like it. Thanks for sharing that with us, Shane. Thank you so much for that. That about brings us to the end of the programme. Again, we thank Michael Keaton for for sharing his thoughts with us today. Uh, And we'll continue again next week with another guest. But in the meantime, we'll go out with a final piece of music, and as Shane knows, my pronunciation of Irish is not that great, so Shane's going to introduce this little programme, uh, this piece of music, as we leave the programme. Sure, as, of course, for the week that's going to be in it, as it is St. Patrick's Day, so Lofela Bragolair, the Gokdina Gaelic, Gokdina, August Tomidig, Darkamakan programme, Lesh on Clarshan, Lesh on Aron, Dukaslin, Nev Podrick. Slongafol. God bless you all. Bye bye now. <laughs>